welcome to Don't Tell Momo, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't Tell Momo. The weather has finally started to warm up. The flowers and trees are all blooming. My allergies are all aggravated and the animals are all Twitter painted. So spring has officially sprung. And this week we are going to be talking about all things spring. So from spring cleaning to holidays to everything. Hmm, where should we go first? I'm thinking... Well, let's ask first, do we even like spring? Do we even get a spring? Um, I argue some years we don't even get a spring. Yeah, it just goes straight from like... In the south. Winter (laughs) to summer. Fall and spring kind of like meld together in the desert. So you don't really, at least in Phoenix, we don't really get a winter very much. We get like fall where we can wear light jackets. And then at some point the flowers start to bloom and then it's spring. So... Um, yeah, all of the wildflowers are blooming here. So that's kind of how I know it's spring instead of fall. You know, <laughs> it starts to warm up just a little bit. Things start to come around. It stops raining. Uh, we do get some rain in the winter. So I spring in the desert. I love it's probably one of my favorite seasons besides the fact that I like my eyes are itchy and I can't breathe very well. <laughs> Is it super bloom season? Yes. Yes, nice. this year it is super, there's a super bloom because we had a lot of rain um, in certain areas. So we have lots of like, lots and lots of wildflowers and they've, it's early March when we're recording this one. So it's just kind of begun to bloom all over and at higher elevations, it'll, it, it continues like it starts in the valley and continues up to higher elevations. So yeah, but anyway. <laughs> I don't know if it's current like trending topics or something on TikTok mm-hmm. or more like Uh, Instagram reels. So on Instagram reels, I've been noticing more of these like kind of nature videos popping up where this guy uh, was talking about how wildflowers are great for the environment. And if you don't like if you have a lot, a lot of land and you don't mow all of it, you mow maybe half or three quarters of the way and you leave enough space for just some natural stuff to happen right maybe do a couple paths through so you can walk through it that it's really good for the environment really good for um um like bug populations um other critters and things like that mm-hmm. and i find that so interesting and you can get wildflowers in your own backyard mm-hmm. yeah. i actually saw that uh, i just saw a post on that too katie on the land yeah. trust of the coastal plain uh, their their Facebook page, they did a post about wildflowers being really yeah. good. Yeah, they're very good. There's um there's a big effort, I think, in a lot of parts of the United States to to conserve wildflower populations because a lot of times, like they a lot of areas, especially like in Mississippi, like they mow them, you know, mm-hmm. they mow them down on the side of the highway because like so they never really get to bloom and we don't get to experience it as much. But um, they don't mow in Arizona because it's a desert, <laughs> you know, we get those, but there's mm-hmm. still like, there's, 
you know, wildflowers are extremely good for local bee populations and all kinds of pollinators, butterflies, hummingbirds, everything like that. Yeah, they're extremely important for those those organisms. And so like actually letting part of your yard um, go into more of a natural state. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about like just weeds. I'm talking about like <laughs> actual native plants. Mm-hmm. Is, ex- is extremely beneficial to um, conservation and to the environment in your local communities too. That's my that's speaking my of uh, <laughs> allergies and plants. My car is yellow. My silver car oh. is now yellow. <laughs> it was. It happened overnight. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So rude. <laughs> Trees need to just like get a room. <laughs> I know it's all over my yard. The little pot, the oak tree pods. You know, talk about this little like long stringy things with mm-hmm. the pollen on them. Yes. yes all over yep. oh my goodness oh my goodness so rude in virginia we do get um a really pretty spring a pretty crisp mm-hmm. spring the wildflowers have already started to bloom pretty early because mm-hmm. they you know they think that we're not going to get another uh, overnight freeze or something like that <laughs> so when you drive along the highways I see some kind of snowy white flower in all the trees and it's really beautiful and then I haven't yet but I, I'm looking forward to going on some hikes to see some of the natural wildflowers that are mm-hmm. out there yeah we uh, when I was in Edinburgh uh, definitely it was fun because it was like just one day all the daffodils bloomed on the hill like boom there they were it was beautiful but now I but now I see and it's funny it's very misleading because we have azaleas and I love seeing the azalea bushes bloom but then they're big globs of bush for the rest of the year but then sometimes they get tricked because it does get cold again because of our yo-yo weather (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what we've been experiencing too I'm like oh Mm -hmm. man all these beautiful delicate petals (laughs) (laughs) that are already out okay so um so along with spring flowers other things that are common in spring are like spring cleaning and i have a couple little uh tidbits that i wanted to share something that mandy knows a lot about and that's um social media cleaning up so detoxing your or filtering out your social media so if you're uh a an instagram a twitter or even a facebook user like going in or even tiktok going in and looking at the people you follow you can delete some accounts that may be triggering or unhealthy you know or are bringing up some unhealthy feelings for you uh you can always delete those accounts and kind of freshen up your pages so that's thoughts. a good idea mm-hmm. yeah my also needs a good uh spring cleaning probably right now what does oh pinterest Pinterest oh your pinterest for sure (laughs) i i did a good thorough deep cleaning of like my facebook and stuff um uh probably during the pandemic because what else did i have to do and (laughs) and then i i generally like instagram clean somewhat frequently like if there's people that i've like "Eh, i'm just not you know like interested in following them anymore but I haven't gone back in and like my accounts and like looked at who I'm following more most recently Mm -hmm. so that's actually a good idea I should probably do that yeah 
Oh, my Pinterest, I've slowly started reorganizing and checking like some of my old pins to see if they're even active, like if they still have links to them or if they're relevant. That's like a slow process because I'm like a pin pinning fool when it comes to Pinterest. And then um, another thing I do too for Instagram is if they haven't posted in like three, four years, I'll, I'll take them off. But you do have to be careful because if you do too many unfollows on Instagram, they'll like delete your account <laughs> like oh, at really? a time. Yeah. Oh, I had really? someone who was like following like a lot, like he... He had like 4,000 followers, but he was trying to like cut back on some, like cut, cut off ones that like, you know, weren't active anymore. And he lost his account. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, definitely. So just, you know, proceed with caution, do it in like stages. Yeah. Also recommending unsubscribing from email lists. <gasps> yeah. Cause that's, that can uh, really simplify your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is so satisfying being able to hit that unsubscribe, unsubscribe from all <laughs> emails. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. Yes. Do you guys do like the more like traditional spring cleaning? Do you actually do it in spring? I do it whenever I have time. Usually yeah. it's not in spring. Usually in spring is not the time. I might do something in the yard, but normally I don't have time. It's just whenever. So the past couple of years has been during like intercession breaks. Oh, for example, or I also get a really big bug to clean around Christmas time before I put my Christmas decorations out. Oh, that's a good way to do it too. Just throwing it out there, Mandy, did you want to talk about your uh, blog? Oh yeah, I do have oh, a post sorry. on mysassytarfish.com from April of 2020 on how to declutter your digital life if anyone's more in it, more interested in that. We'll post it on our our uh, social media so yeah that is a good point to mention before we move on completely but I have other like cleaning related posts on there not like deep cleaning but at least on how you should discard certain things for example Mm, I have a post somewhere in the in the history of that blog where I did that as well so other other ideas may be found related to this topic (laughs) oh that's so But yeah, uh, yeah, I do feel good though. Like when I clean, I just don't get to it as often <laughs> as I <Yeah>. should. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, I I would say that I clean little bits throughout the year. So I am an avid declutterer. I don't know what to call it. I love throwing things in the trash or recycling or giving them to Goodwill or, you know, a thrift store. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do it. It's it should have been one of my toxic. Wait, was it a toxic trait where I throw things away? Because I've thrown some very important. I've thrown some very important things away in the past. <laughs> that Brady and I, I don't remember either. But Brady and I have tried to like we're 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 working on forgetting those things <laughs> because they keep getting brought up as a joke, of course. But yeah, you won't let me live it down. I've thrown away things like. Um, orchestra concert tickets before i've thrown away things like uh you know you know just things that should be left out so we can both know where they are and see them uh yeah so i i have a problem <laughs> hi it's me i'm the problem it's me <laughs> <laughs> i think the one that i've heard about is um hiking boots <laughs> <laughs> you've even heard about it yes i I said these look like shit and I threw them away. <laughs> and they weren't they weren't complete shit yet. They're I'm hiking assuming. boots. I mean, 
you know yeah. they're like I, they're, they're just you he just didn't want to wear to work right where he had to be presentable he was just gonna yeah. hike or or yeah. do yard work in them yeah. and i totally thought they were useless so <laughs> i i don't know i'll argue that they do come to an end because i totally left a pair that had come to an end at leah's apartment when i was Oh, yeah. At her place in 2020. They completely had ripped out from the soles. Yep. It was so bad. I was like, uh, discard these how you see fit. I, I They're not coming back with us. They're not driving all the way back to Mississippi with us. I appreciate the support, Mandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I do I do this throughout the year. <laughs> you're, you're an avid declutterer. You like, you know, you live that Marie Kondo life. Yes. I, I live with a person who likes things and I am the opposite of that. I like to you're, get rid of things. <laughs> you're a minimalist and you live with a maximalist. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and I see good in both now, right? I see good in both things um, because I, I have learned that it is nice to have the things when you need the things, right? And yet, when I'm surrounded by too many things, my world starts to crumble. So <laughs> I've had to find that balance. I definitely have had to find that balance. For sure. So anyway. I I do, traditionally, I have done spring cleanings in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. It usually starts in January and then like, but more recently though, because I live in an apartment, I kind of do a lot of my cleanings when I move. So when I'm packing up things, I'm like, Oh, I've Mm -hmm. used this in the past two years. So this doesn't go with us or, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of those, but in terms of like actual deep cleaning things, I do usually do a lot of that in the, the spring. There is a very green holiday coming up. It's St. Patrick's day. Do y'all do anything? Do you celebrate St. Patty's day? I, have not been able to celebrate St. Patrick's Day for the last few years because I'm usually in the field. I usually have okay. Work. I'm usually doing field work on St. Patrick's Day surrounded by a bunch of students. So it's not like I can thoroughly celebrate my Irish ancestry, you know, with more than just like making cupcakes, you know, or something like that, you know. It does fall on a Friday this year. Ooh. That's usually what hangs me up. Like when I was a school librarian or since I've been, you know, working in the mornings with mm-hmm. it falling on a Wednesday, I'm like, oh, well, Never but mind. me and Ed usually have a, a green beer. At least we'll put some food coloring in some PBR yes. it at the house. And actually this is real Southern. We have a font. One of my favorite thrift finds that we still have is a pitcher and a beta pitcher we got in the, at a Slidell thrift store when we were getting stuff for our gypsy party. That's cool. And we pull that bad boy out, we fill it with PBR, and we put some food coloring in it. And that's like our St. Patrick's Day tradition. <laughs> Let me tell you about this one one memory I have. And <laughs> it's so funny because it didn't happen in the South. But to me, this is something that would be Southern for St. Patrick's Day, Bianca made potato and beef stew. And she got the recipe online and it said serve six. Mm-hmm. And she was like, cool, we're going to do that for St. Patrick's Day. And it was like six big manly Irish farm hands. <laughs> <laughs> we ate that stew for like three days. Like we went back to their apartment multiple times to eat the oh stew. <laughs> this is when I lived overseas in Edinburgh. So I just was like, 
we're just going to keep celebrating St. Patrick's Day, I guess. <laughs> For multiple days. But to me, that could have happened at home. Like that, that's, you know, it's just fun. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I I remember celebrating St. Patty's Day, especially uh, as a young kid and going to that parade where they throw the cabbages and like the loaves of bread, like, uh, and um, it was like a feast festival or something like that. It's a small parade with a bunch of church floats, lots of green beads, green beer at uh, Mary Mahoney's, that little walking area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing that being celebrated when I was a kid. I don't, I live in a college town now. And so trying to go out for St. Patty's Day, you have to be prepared for chaos, you know, like to get into any bar of any kind like is just a whole thing so if you're ready to be like packed like sardines then it's fun but i i usually don't really do much for <laughs> St. Patty's day other than wearing green <laughs> and just to you know uh be safe <laughs> and and that's about it so yeah the college <laughs> town St. Patty's day is not quite your vibe not quite my yeah. vibe anymore anyway that just means yeah. i'm getting old but <laughs> okay so there is in our script there's this note of banana pudding <laughs> please mandy please tell us what this means <laughs> well i i feel like banana pudding is real spring i don't i guess because of easter and things like mm-hmm. that to me it is a very spring dessert i know you can make it anytime uh I actually went to speak at the Past Christian Historical Society last week, last Monday, and it was a lunch meeting. So, and they gave me lunch, which was very nice of them. And what their dessert was banana pudding. And it was such a good banana pudding, y'all. That's a good dessert. And it was like the custardy banana pudding. You know what I mean? Where they made the like pudding part homemade and not from the package, which I love the package one too. No, don't come at me. Don't come at me, Jello. I I like the package too. It has its place, but that like homemade, like that custardy, like over the stove homemade banana pudding. Oh, so good. I don't know if I've ever had banana pudding like that. Oh my god, I'll make it for you. I've made it before. Really? I yeah, I learned I learned how to make it when I was staying at the KOA camp with my cousin. Oh, nice. It was the early days of Pinterest. Actually, we looked at that. And we're like, man, that looks good, and I made it. <laughs> like. I cooked it because I would stay up late and she'd get up early and do her job. And I was just like hanging out. So it was so good. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll make it sometime. And then another one that's fun is one time, and this was close to this time of year too, it was beginning of March. So Mm -hmm. we stopped by Bucky's on the way back from our Florida trip. So we always stop before and after. Like I've said, we always stop by Bucky's. I got, I was looking for the banana pudding and they were out. So mm-hmm. I got like the coconut cream. They're like a coconut cream pie cup that looks and the, people were stopping me and they're like, is that the banana pudding? And I'm like, no, it's not the banana pudding. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was in my mind. I was like, I've heard tales of how good their banana pudding is. And it must be that good if people are like stopping you and asking you if, mm-hmm. if that's what you have. <laughs> like, yeah. we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Don't worry, the episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a short break.
we are back. And we kind of left off on talking about some desserts, which can lead us right into some more sweets talk, right? So Easter. Easter. Okay. I don't know if y'all celebrate it the way I do, but Easter. St. Patty's Day is like minuscule celebration compared to what we do in this house for Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, considering you are a bunny household, like... That's that's like your celebration. It's like Halloween for me being a cat household. Exactly. It's so true. We we love Easter. We let the rabbits uh kind of like have their day and you know, kind of try and make it special for them, which is so silly, but uh we really enjoy it. And like today, I did some spring cleaning out on my front porch and got like a new rug and put my little garden bunnies out there. So my uh, entryway to the house has bunnies. And then I hung up my little bunny flag on the door. And so it's it's all bunnies. It's all bunnies in here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you decorate more for Easter than you do for any other holiday just because um, you get, you probably are given a lot of bunny themed things. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite easy to decorate for Easter in this house. <laughs> so okay. you're, you're I would gonna, say yeah. Christmas and Easter, we, we decorate for, oh, oh, I guess I do a little, I do a little spooky stuff for Halloween too, but um, I would say, yeah, for sure. What about y'all? How do y'all celebrate Easter? Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah we always we always do like a big feast on Easter day we do like an Easter like lunch supper dinner thing we always like cook something either gumbo or we make um a ham or potato salad I don't do eggs so we don't do like um you know like the normal deviled eggs and things like that I don't eat them so yeah we make potato salad instead <laughs> you know that's kind of how we do it we don't I don't really decorate very much I guess I put like a wreath and stuff on like not a bunny wreath but just like a spring wreath nice we do an Easter basket though too <laughs> oh fun we'll do one of those because it's fun do your bunnies get Easter baskets Katie they get Easter bowls filled with Easter treats bowls. and <laughs> and salad <laughs> extra extra treats on that day that's cute what about you mandy uh we usually go to eat with ed's family and they usually do barbecue or something like that so it's pretty and we hide eggs for the kids so yeah it's pretty pretty chill ed's mom usually has like candy in a basket like in the middle but we don't do like easter baskets anymore (laughs) which is sad but i i do like a good easter basket Mm-hmm. yeah we do like we don't do individual ones generally we do like one i have just like a mm. bigger basket that i put in the center and we put like a, some easter candy and stuff in it which you know is the most important part of every easter basket is the candy the candy yeah mm-hmm. and my mom our mom always did it up like we all got baskets and then like there was always a bunch of candy in there. It always included things like almond joys and we never really got the chocolate bunnies, like the big chocolate bunnies. Every once in a while mm-hmm. she'd get one, but it was usually like she'd get almond joys and what else, Katie? Um jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jelly beans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The little robin's eggs. 
Mm-hmm. Waters, you know, just some little things like that. But she always put out, always had almond joys though, for sure. Oh yeah. It was the number oh, one. Yeah. And then we would usually make like a, a coconut cake, like a Easter mm-hmm. bunny shaped coconut cake. So right. that was always fun to decorate. I, I think Easter's always kind of been a part of our life in some way, whether it was we're doing, you know, the the traditional going to church or we would be just popping over to different families for mm-hmm. uh, Easter lunch mm-hmm. or dinner yeah. uh, or, um, you know, doing our own dying eggs at home. Okay, so I have a question. In terms of Easter candy, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of it, right? There's a lot of things that are only out, especially only out at Easter, right? What is your favorite and what do you think is like the worst Easter candy? So the best and worst Easter candy for you. I love anything Reese's. I like the Reese's eggs. I like the uh, Cadbury chocolate eggs and the regular Cadbury eggs with the fondant in the middle. I love it. And then even like, and we used to get like rabbits. And one year I remember I got a cookie and cream rabbit. So I I love some Easter candy. Now the worst is definitely any of those off-brand like jelly beans. Oh gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Like the cheap ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and any of the like cheap, like chocolate candy. Like, you know, there were like little medallions, like in the bunny on them. Mm -hmm. So I'm a fan of almond joys for sure and i like jelly bellies like the actual brand jelly bean mm-hmm. i appreciate reese's eggs and there's a bunch of ones that i really like but i have a dislike for cadbury cream eggs and oh. I, I know i know I, something about them is like sick like and i love sweet stuff but i think to me, that's my that's where I draw the line. It's like sickeningly sweet. Just my opinion. I know I'm a terrible person, but <laughs> Cadbury no. like the candy for Easter, and I'm like, eh. no, no, no. I love the commercials. The commercials are freaking adorable. <laughs> what about the the ones with caramel in them? Is it the same, like the chocolate caramel eggs that they have? Those are okay i'd rather more like a carmelo because it's like the ratio is better the ratio to me is better i get you i get you cadbury carmelos are what's up those are good too but no i just i just love those fondant filled eggs yeah i get it i get it mandy and i both so mandy and i have somewhat similar taste in candy specifically our chocolate taste is somewhat similar um I know that I I also really love a cookies and cream situation. Anything with that is always chocolate wise is always something I go for. Although that I don't think is like traditionally like I've never had a, a cookies and cream like rabbit. You know what I mean? So I don't when I think of Easter, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. But what does come to my mind is those little Cadbury mini eggs. And mm, I so good love those. And Mandy and I like would get like bags of them all the time you know it's like one of the first things and whoever gets one first has to like text the other one oh they're out I got one you know (laughs) we always do it um or anytime we see those like it always makes me think of Mandy when I see them because I know that there's like mutual love of those Cadbury chocolate is probably one of my like favorite 
I like it over Hershey's by far. Like it's way better in her than Hershey's in my opinion. I love the like Robin's egg whoppers. Reese's eggs are like by far the best version of a Reese's out there in my opinion. It's the most perfect chocolate to peanut butter ratio. And my least favorite Easter candy, I completely agree with you, Katie. The jelly beans and then Mandy, that cheap chocolate is also really bad. But I I don't like peeps. Are those even considered candy? But I hate peeps. They are yeah. just like, yeah. I don't understand why like people like them at all. I, I, I think they're cute, I, but ugh. I only like peeps if they're smushed into a s'more. Okay. Mm, okay. Sugar on the outside, just mm, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like them. I think they're cute, and I want to like them, but I do not like them. They're just so sickeningly sweet to me. Yeah, and I know that's it's... an unpopular opinion. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I Her I mom... don't mind them but i can't it's like cadbury i can't eat too many like the the taste is very novel to me and i'm a huge fan of marshmallow so i don't mind a peep i'd probably take peeps over cadbury cream eggs no our mom loves peeps that's Uh one she loves them so does our aunt co she's she loves them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they do and it's just i don't know i can't i want to like them you put one in front of me, I'm probably going to try it. And then the whole time I'm going to be like, why did I do this? This was a bad oh. idea. I don't like these, you know? I I used to work at a gourmet deli and they would do an, a, a, a spread for Easter. So they would, they had these vintage lamb molds for cakes. And so they would make lamb cakes and sell like this little lamb laying down in a pasture they would uh, covered in icing you know they would sell these little cakes they would also sell massive cinnamon rolls and like specialty salads and this kind of stuff Mm. and we were gonna be closed for a couple days after easter and they didn't sell everything and i was lucky enough to be working that day so guess who got to take home a giant easter spread (laughs) (laughs) and so what i did was invite uh zach and shannon over i don't think zach could come but i know for a fact shannon came over we had we made bacon bloody marys we ate the lamb we like sacrificed the lamb on easter we had cinnamon rolls i made uh, i think i made something else to kind of like like so we weren't just eating dessert i can't remember what it was but it was so much fun uh and yeah that was a good time that was a really good easter but yeah my family like usually does like you know barbecue potato salad uh deviled eggs things like that so yeah y'all people in virginia don't know about potato salad like how to do potato salad or potato salad at all they think that kroger potato set like the pre-made packaged potato salad is good that is what i see every time every time i go to a Mm. little get together i just need to start making it i think myself and bringing it places and i think people would see the difference um agreed (laughs) because i swear it's what yes i don't know what it is I'm like, y'all think this potato salad? (laughs) 
we did always make Mandy speaking of the deviled eggs you were talking about a minute ago not to like squirrel moment and jump back (laughs) but um we we always like dyed easter eggs and then my mom would make she would use the eggs because we do a lot of them because she loved it it's like one of her favorite things to do so we would decorate and do a lot of easter eggs and then she would use those eggs for deviled eggs and then also some in the potato salad that she would make so you'd have like Mm -hmm. weird like partially dyed like yep (laughs) but I mean Mm -hmm. you know it was really cute we had we always have a lot of fun doing it and it was you know something that like we always did as like a family and mm-hmm. really good fond memories of, of doing that with our mom. I can even remember Daniel helping out and making his own eggs. <laughs> we had some very, yes, yes, yes. We had some very creative Easter eggs. It was so fun. So fun. Oh yeah. So I still live in a, sub- a suburban area, but I have a dream of having a place I could fit an English style garden in mm. and have chickens and ducks <laughs> and a pig. I really want a pig. I don't know. I like goats too now. Like I have a thing for goats. I'd love to be able to milk a goat like on the regular, but I've been following this girl and she's on TikTok called the hot mess homesteader. And I'm just like, look at how she does like these colorful egg, egg, uh, hatching egg kits for people in her area so you don't know what the chicks are going to look like or what eggs are going to lay it's just like a rainbow assortment of eggs you hatch yourself and I'm obsessed with the idea of runner ducks because they're so cute Mm -hmm. they're like the taller ducks that can't fly oh my gosh so I'm just like that would be so cool I have no in between because my other option would be to redo an old house in downtown Biloxi with a yard half the size of the one I have now and be able to (laughs) ride my bike to the library into the fly llama but like I said I, there's no in between with me <laughs> <laughs> well I think that that's kind of been a I, I think all three of us at certain points have had this whole like we should just own like a little tiny farm with a garden or you know mm-hmm. some kind of this rural country style like porch sitting kind of life but but very cute and aesthetic okay like that's the important part of all of this Like, it's not just normal chickens. It's not just, it's cute ones, okay? I want cute, fluffy chickens that lay blue and green eggs and, like, this kind of stuff. We want, like, a mini horse. We want a hairy coo cow. Although we can't have them in South Mississippi because that would be way too hot and mean. But, like, this is is also Manny and I's, like, we've talked about this. And, Katie, you're also, of course, invited and I'm sure I think you also this is our retirement dream I'm I'm part of the Pinterest group I I know about this farm (laughs) we have a farm this is Manny and I's retirement plan like when we're old little biddies it's going to be all of us living in this little house we're going to hire farm hands to come and work the land for handsome handsome farm hands And we're going to sit on the porch, drink our sweet tea and just like, you know, and I, I will teach rabbit yoga and <laughs> and we'll, we'll, you know, just enjoy our farm, yeah. <laughs> you know, be snapping beans. We got this. Mm-hmm. I love Collecting eggs, love milk and goats, yep. <laughs> you know, you know, that kind of stuff. The life, just living, living the life. Oh, and we should give that uh, 
public service announcement, right, about rabbits and Easter. So go ahead and buy those chocolate rabbits. Do not buy live rabbits for Easter because if you don't realize yet, rabbits are a handful. They are a lot to take care of. So if you are buying a live animal, realize that you now have lives to take care of, little babies to take care of. So it's a uh, a very big job that you should be more prepared for, more researched for before you do. So go ahead, buy all the chocolate bunnies, chocolate ducks, and chickens that you want. But buying live animals is very uh, irresponsible. <laughs> so, yeah. And how many years of a commitment is a rabbit? Oh, I have a, a nine-year-old male rabbit who is healthy and going strong and we got him from this is gunther i'm talking about i think i've talked about him before on here he is doing his thing so we're talking nine plus if they are spayed and neutered which they should be because we all know the trope of rabbits right <laughs> so <laughs> spring is here <laughs> mm-hmm. they require a lot more care than people think like a little hutch is not really conducive for them to have a happy life katie katie has an entire floor of her house for her rabbits now albeit her multiple (laughs) rabbits and they're extremely (laughs) spoiled but like they they like living in a little cage is not you know they they need to stretch their legs and that helps like when they're properly taken care of they live long lives they are destructive mm-hmm. to keep because they have to be to keep they have to keep their teeth filed down so they chew on things naturally they are messy 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 pets so keeping them indoors is a chore there are definitely easier ways there's like efficient ways to do it but it takes research to figure that out and just trial and trial and error and that trial and error is going to be messy <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're also like my hedgehogs they need an exotic vet yes a, a whole thing i just had a whole thing because i still have hedgehogs and a few months ago my hedgehog finn was losing quills at an alarming rate so i called uh my normal vet i've been seeing since my first hedgehog i got in 2014 and they have like three or four vets there that used to see hedgehogs and they're like we don't see hedgehogs anymore i'm like is so and so and so and so and so and so still there Yes, but we don't see hedgehogs anymore. No phone call, no nothing. So on the fly the week before Christmas, I had to find a new hedgehog vet. And it took three phone calls to find someone. Yeah. Oh, my word. And I'm just glad it was not an emergency situation. I'm just glad Finn was okay. He was just losing quills and really itchy. He had mice. He's okay. But so I'm going to give a shout out to fur babies for for saving my ass (laughs) that that week before Christmas. (laughs) Is that the name of your vet? fur babies that's that's the name of my head the vet i took the hedgehogs to is fur babies yeah it's on uh it's on new 67 so it's not far from my house so uh, i take i take the cats to someone different uh but i like them a lot where i would combine if i needed to and take them to the same vet as well Mm -hmm. and katie you also have personal experience with like rescue bunnies because they do have you know how they have like shelters and stuff for dogs they have bunny rescues correct me if I'm wrong, like you've had two bunnies from rescue situations where you have, you know, like there's these entire organizations and this is from two different states, right? Right. Yeah. 
And so one in Ohio and one in Northern Virginia. You are so right about that too, sister. These places are basically get business from those Easter bunnies. People who drop them off on the side of the highway or wherever you would, you know, I don't know why or where you would choose to do this. Some people think that a, a rabbit can just, a rabbit that's been in a home can just live in the wild. Uh, and that's not the case, right? Uh, and because they are prey animal, it truly is a commitment. And just like a dog or a cat, you just have to be prepared to take that on before you decide to buy one. I do understand how tempting it is, though, when you see them, because they are absolutely precious. And they seem very sweet and simple, like you can just put them in a little uh, pen on a shelf, you know, and just look at them. But it takes it takes a lot more work for them to enjoy their life. So, and yeah, that's so true, though. Two rescue rabbits um, from two different states. And these places, when you walk in, they are filled wall to wall with these, with all kinds of rabbits, all kinds. The other thing about that, too, Katie, is... On top of that, if you release rabbits into the wild, on top of the fact that they're prey animals, most of the rabbits that you have as pets are not native species to here. So releasing a non-native species into the wild is not a good idea. You know, like releasing pets into the wild is how we have anacondas and boa constrictors in Florida. You know, mm -hmm. like that is not okay. That's how they're like, th these things, those snakes eat alligators, like they're breeding and it's how we have lionfish in the Gulf and all this kind of stuff. Like the pets are not to be released into the wild. Goldfish should not be released into the wild. Those are not native species. They're going to cause issues for native species and disrupt the normal, like patterns of nature, you know, and, mm -hmm. and can cause major issues in the long run. There is actually a bunny rescue now in uh, Socher. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's called uh, Lola and Friends Bunny Rescue of South Mississippi. They were featured on the news recently. So if you are serious and you've researched and you really do want a pet rabbit that you're willing to do the responsibility for instead of going to Tractor Supply or, or supporting breeders that are just doing Easter bunnies, I recommend reaching out to this rescue group because I'm watching them actually they do a bunch of videos they go to parks like just in the area and like the Louisiana like even into Louisiana and catch people's released rabbits domestic rabbits yeah, yeah. well good work yeah. good work and that would probably also be a good place to go if you want to research how much yeah it yeah I, yeah I just saw someone post that they're like I want a bunny can y'all help me you know and people are there to to be positive pet yeah. the bunny and then go home. Yeah. Get your fix. <laughs> Get your fix, right? They, yeah. They're affordable pets. I would say they're pretty affordable pets. Mm -hmm. And they do take a lot of work. So just, you know, be informed before you do that. So I am excited uh, about us continuing on to the spring and recording. We have some, an episode coming up soon. Another book episode uh, we did book episode, our second season that did really well. So we're going to do another one in honor of National Library Week. Celebrate your library. Celebrate your librarians. Tell the man that book banning is not cool. And read banned books. Read banned <laughs> books. 
tell them libraries are needed and that they are important to a growing and healthy and educated society. So we will talk about that next time, but I enjoyed going down memory lane of spring's past and enjoying whatever little spring we get these days. So take care, y'all. We'll see you next time. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 